brilliant light, light so pure and piercing, light radiating in an incomprehensible spectrum, light so bright as to be unapproachable. In the midst of the light on a throne high and lifted up, the God of gods and King of kings, the Lord of all the hosts of heaven, the most high and glorious one sits in radiant splendor. In complete harmony and joyful anticipation, the Father in his transcendence, the Son in his majesty, and the Spirit in his unrestrained might stand to deliver the proclamation. The mighty seraphim's chant of holy, holy, holy crescendos in power and intensity. The surrounding angelic hosts have trumpets poised over trembling lips. Then with a voice thunderous as the rush of thousands of crashing waves and raging rivers, and so powerful that none of the angelic host remains standing, Jehovah speaks, let there be light. And into what moments before had been a dark void of emptiness, there is instantaneously light, beautiful light reflecting the very throne room of God. For six days, the angels watch in awestruck worship as the great artist reveals his glory and endless creativity in the things he makes. From the macro to the micro, from the largest galaxies and the space-bending black holes that hold them in place to the smallest, most intricately designed plant, everything declares the glory of the Almighty One. Then, in a breathtakingly intimate act, the Lord reaches down into the dust of the earth and forms his most magnificent creation. With great love and care, he forms every part. Then, pressing his lips to the face of the creature, he breathes the breath of life, implanting his own image. And man becomes a living soul. And God said, it is very good, and rested from his work. Adam awakens. His first breath is full of the smell of spring, flowers, fresh air, new growth. His ears take in the sound of a nearby brook. He opens his eyes and marvels at the lush green meadow, rolling hills culminating spectacularly in towering jagged peaks trees bursting with fragrant flora and dazzling colors revealed by a stunningly sunny day threatened to overwhelm his senses. Under the shade of an enormous tree nearby, lions and lambs lie napping. With unabashed joy, the man bursts into song, praising the beauty that his eyes drink in. Then a voice, both powerful and gentle, surrounds him, engulfs him. The voice laughs. <laughs> Do you like what I have made, Adam? When the voice says, Adam, the man is overcome. He senses the voice, knows him down to his very thoughts, and loves him completely. Adam struggles to speak as he is overcome by a sense of joy and acceptance. Who are you? 
I am your creator and the creator of this world and the universe beyond it. I am your maker, Adam, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. What do you think of what I have made? The man replies, it is very good. And in this pristine paradise, the man walks daily, marveling at what the Lord has created and giving names to his creatures. And in the evening, the Lord comes and they speak together. Adam tells the Lord about his day and what he has named and why he has named them. God delights to hear Adam's praise, and Adam delights in praising his creator. When Adam discovers all the animals have both male and female, but for himself there is not a helper, the Lord gives Adam another gift, a beautiful woman, Eve. And together they live innocent and unashamed in the perfect garden God has created, delighting in its beauty and delighting in its creator. Then, on that fateful day, Adam and Eve are strolling in the garden and come to a tree. The tree. The only tree their creator said that they could not partake of. And as they gaze on it, the craftiest of all creatures speaks to them. Did God say? God is keeping something from you, something that would open your eyes so you would be like him. Do you want to be wise? Slimy, syrupy, sweet lies. The woman seeing the fruit delights her eyes and with the added bonus of making her wise, is deceived by the serpent and takes the fruit in her hands. And the man, undeceived, and in open rebellion to the Lord's command, but naive to the consequences, takes the fruit in his hands, and together they eat. While the fruit is still sickly sweet on their tongues, they know, they know the world has changed. Innocence lost, replaced by fear, shame, and guilt, torturing their now wise minds. They try to hide. They try to cover themselves to remove their shame. They no longer want to see their creator. Without full understanding, they sense deep in their souls to their everlasting sorrow that evening conversations with the Lord are gone. An untainted world is now stained darkly by their act. Paradise is lost. And so death has passed to all men. God speaks in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. I, Yahweh, God, I am who is, will put, I, God, I'm going to do the thing that I'm declaring. I will put enmity, hostility, animosity, a spiritual hostility that develops between the woman's seed, Christ, along with all of his followers, and Satan and his followers. 
I will put enmity between. I'm going to cause a very sharp division between you and the woman, you, Satan, the father of lies, the deceiver, and the woman, Eve, and her seed coming down through all of mankind. I will put enmity between you and the woman. And notice that God is declaring yet a second thing to Satan that he's going to do. And between your offspring and her offspring, between I am God, I am creating a further division. Your offspring, all of mankind, who now labors under the weight of sin, and her offspring, Eve's offspring, the seed, all of us, also pointing to Christ. And between your offspring and her offspring, and he, Jesus, shall, this is going to happen, bruise your head, Satan. And you, Satan, you shall bruise his heel, Jesus' heel. And to bruise the head is a picture of fatal and final destruction. Think of the victory won at Calvary. Satan may have been laughing, but he did not have the final victory. Jesus did at Calvary. And the heel being bruised, well, on this side of heaven, that's a picture of damage. And yeah, we could all talk to our stories of how we are damaged, but it is neither fatal nor is it final. Thanks be to God. This is his word. Please rise. Keep light in the dark. 
You may be seated. I'm not sure when the song Waymaker came out, but I remember hearing it, and, and I was moved to tears just to think about that God of the universe, powerful enough to make the heavens and the earth, yet personal enough to know that I need him, and that he makes a way so that we can have uh, forgiveness and eternity with him right now and forever and ever. And uh, pretty stirring. And uh, we have a mom and two girls that are going to be baptized today. When I met Orlando, we we've been on the spiritual journey of questions and answers. I love her curiosity about this God of the universe who knows her and loves her and is going to be with her. And uh, we've had many moments where it's just like, okay, what, what do you think God is saying here? And and she is just digging into the word of God. She is learning and growing and getting to know that way maker. And she wants to pass that on to her girls. That is powerful. Now, as I mentioned to you, I'm just going to give you the um, 22nd version of why we're doing this. We're sinners. We would be lost forever. God saw that and sent his son. And that same Jesus, right before he ascended into heaven, he gave the marching orders for the church and also, we'll say, a marching order for mom here. He, Jesus said this, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And then he tells us, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And then he gives the promise, and surely I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. So this moment is really important, but also what happens beyond here is important. That's why you ask godparents to come alongside and to pray for you, pray for these girls, to encourage them in their walk with Jesus. And then what I tell people is this, the greatest gift you could ever give them is to model the Christian life, because they're going to watch you. And as you demonstrate the love of Jesus in words and in actions, they're going to be looking at you and watching. So pray for them and encourage them. So thank you for coming alongside and being a part of this very important, life-changing moment for these three. So what we're going to do is, as Jesus said, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There is a summary of this Trinity, this Godhead, in the Apostles' Creed. And I would like for all of us together to be able to share these. So it's up on the screen. So let's share the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, 
and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. We're going to start with Ma. So, Orlando, come on up here if you would. If you would just lean over. Orlando, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And may God, who has now brought you into his family, be with you, bless you, keep you safe, always in his loving arms. Amen. All right, Abriana, come on up here if you would. Just lean over a little bit. Abriana, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God's desire was to have you part of his family. So in his grace, he has brought you and made a promise that he'll always be with you, amen. Okay. Liliana, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Those words in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a, is a reminder of God who says, I'll be with you always. I'll never leave you and I will keep you safe in my loving arms. Amen. All right. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, you are a way maker. And uh, you made a way so that we can have life with you. And for these three girls here today, your grace given, free gift, it's out of love. And you want them to be part of your family now and forever. So we ask for, for all of them to continue to grow, to know you as a savior as a Lord, but also as a friend. And we thank you that you have begun a good work and you will complete it because you are that kind of God. Thank you, Lord, and we pray this in your name. Amen. All right, if you two would come forward here. One of the things that Jesus talked about when, when he was on this earth about 2,000 years ago, he says, I'm the light of the world. And so we're going to give you a candle and ask that on Valentine's Day, every year, you go up to mom and say, hey, mom, let's get those candles out. You light those and just be reminded that God is always with you. And he wants to shine his light in your life forever. Okay? All right. Again, let's give God all the glory for what he is doing. Okay. All right, you can blow those out. Again, it's a trick candle. Do it again. Ready? Very good. There you go. You can make it ring. All right, and now I want you to just know one of the reasons why we really encourage baptisms in church. You know, I'll do it anytime, any place. 
but I hope that what you're doing right now is you're sitting back and thinking about your baptism. What God did in your life and the promise that he's given to you. Those last words in Matthew 28, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. You can count on it. You can hold on to that. You can, you can lean in on that. And may God keep reminding you of his grace always in Jesus. Amen. Walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice to the same old lies, you're trying to fill the same old holes inside. But there's a better life. Yeah, there's a better life. Cause you got pain. He's a pain taker. Feel lost, he's way bigger. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all done the things we know just ain't right. But there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain take. If you feel lost, he's way Shaking Savior, if you got chains, well, he's a chain breaker. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, Feel it. Somebody testify, testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. You got pain, well, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save. Shaking Savior, if you got chains, well, he's a chain breaker. Oh, if you need freedom, we're saving. He's a prison shaking Savior, if you got chains, well, he's a chain breaker. preparation for receiving Holy Communion. Let's go to God now in prayer. Heavenly Father, you are the giver of every good and perfect gift. And as we prepare our hearts to receive this uh, wonderful, 
wonderful, gracious gift. We take a moment and we confess. Yes, we sin against you. Yes, we do our own thing. Yes, we go our own way. And we would be lost without you. But thank you for reaching down to this earth and the sending of your son. And thank you for all that he did in his death and resurrection to pay for our sin and to give us the victory we have in him. So now we ask that your Holy Spirit would be with all of us to give us the faith to believe and to receive the blessing and the promises in this very special meal. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you would, take the elements out at this time. And the first thing I do is I want to share the actual scripture verse where Jesus is instituting or beginning this meal. Um, originally, it was the Passover meal, but now he's going to give a new meaning and significance to this gift. So I'm going to share those words first, and then I'll invite you to take the elements. As the Bible tells us, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So if you would now, please take the bread and take and eat. This is the body of Christ given for you. Then if you would, open up the wine or the juice and take and drink the blood of Jesus shed for you. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Abounds in deep 
Say 
that's a marvelous piece of assurance, isn't it? For I am yours and you are mine. I will never let you go. We've spent the last 40 days, we've been in the 40 days of prayer. We're on the other side of it now. And part of that was to invite people to write on slips of paper that Scott is very cleverly holding up right now. Um, these are breakthroughs that you're thinking about that weigh on your heart. And they arrived in the box back there. And we would like to just acknowledge that those are there and acknowledge the ones that aren't there, but they're here. And pray through those this morning. So Scott's going to pray and then uh, Dave will pray through the prayers that came in through our text messaging today and, and close us with the Lord's Prayer. So Scott? All right. Yes, many of these uh, breakthroughs that you've all posted out there, we're just going to lift them up this morning to God. Father, we just thank you for all these breakthroughs. Prayers of holding on to the cares that hurt me, Father, you just set me free. Prayers for more clients for therapy, a son to heal, forgiveness needed in a family, breakthroughs financially, family members to know Jesus, a kidney transplant is needed, summer child care, prayers for our marriage, Jesus to please shape me to be the light for you. Reconciliation with a daughter and her family, a wife's help for our country, for our sons and their families to walk with Jesus, breakthroughs in a new job, more financial breakthroughs, a kinder and more positive self to be in all my relationships, more time in prayer and scripture reading for a relationship with my younger son relationship with my girlfriend. Father, we just thank you for all these breakthroughs that people have shared and posted. Father, that you just be with us through them all. In Jesus' name. Gracious God, we lift up our prayers this morning from our 1C family. For Sherry, having a small mass removed from under her right arm. A brother-in-law, Jim, had skin cancer removed from his face. Prayers that they got it all for Carol and back surgery, Deb, who had a root canal and implant, for Pat, speedy recovery from knee replacement, for Pam, who lost her husband to COVID. Give my wife strength to let go of the pain and allow us to fix our marriage. For all the personnel caring for COVID patients, protect me, my family, and friends. For our daughter, trying to have a baby, and for my son, to find happiness. Jesus, you know all the details about every breakthrough we have brought to you in this prayer. As your church, we ask that in powerful and unique ways, you will, re you will move your people through and beyond their obstacles towards a breakthrough. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who broke through and made the ultimate sacrifice so that we may have the gift of eternal life with you. And we join together as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
2019, leadership team here at 1C, uh, we were wrestling with the idea and the concept. What if we live stream our services? So after prayer, conversation, getting some information and data, we decided that would be a good thing. So 
It was uh, November of 2019 we started to live stream. COVID comes, and we were ready. And we'll just say it was the grace of God to have us be ready for such a thing. And I know some of you are live streaming right now. You're, you're watching this. You're engaged in worship. And I'm glad we could serve you no matter where you are and no matter what your comfort level is regarding COVID. Well, I want to give you a couple statistics. So if I can have the first slide up there. All right, so uh, we started, okay, Thanksgiving weekend 2019. You see those dots? Uh, those are places where people have live streamed from. Currently, we've been streamed in all 50 states. So that's really, really kind of cool. Now, next slide. We also started being seen and streamed into homes in different parts of the world. If I can have the next slide, you can kind of see the list. So there's a lot of different countries where people have been hearing the message of Jesus, and, and whether in word or in song, throughout this world. Again, all glory to God that he opened that door and that avenue, especially when COVID came and we can uh, respond that way. But now I want to make it a personal moment. One of the things that happened, at least for me, was some people from my past, okay, bumped into our live stream. And they have been blessed and connected in mission ministry with us uh, because of this technical advancement called live streaming. And I happened to bring with me, so you're going to have to follow me if you would, two such people who agreed when I talked to them a couple weeks ago. I said, would you be able to come and, and share with us your story? Now, what happened is that after I heard they were connected with me, then I started hearing their stories, some of the breakthroughs that God has been doing in their life. And I thought, what a great connection, where the Word of God goes to them through technology. The Word of God's been comforting them all along to encourage us in our life. So I want to start with Mary. Mary, and, and there's Danny. Uh, daughter, mother. I was in ministry with Mary back in Hales Corners mm, so many years ago, because then you could figure out how old I am. I'm not going to tell you. Um, and so she put up with me during those years, and we have been friends ever since. But we have not been connected until this technology thing happened. So Mary, tell us a little bit about the story and what God is doing. I reconnected with Pastor um Probably in the spring of last year, a friend sent me a video of uh, he and Kristen singing and playing guitar, and, and uh, I decided to stalk him. So I found him here at 1C and pursued that, connected with him uh, via email, and then brought him up to date on my life from all the years that had passed before us since he had left. And one of the main things was that um, I had a horrible, really horrible marriage issue. Um, it was like I was blindsided and it came out of nowhere. And he was our counselor at our church, and so I went to see him. And I sat down, and the first thing he said is, you look like you've been hit by a train. And, and he was right. And he got me through those days and months of... Um, of dealing with the uh, unfaithfulness and infidelity. And uh, amazingly, my husband and I stayed together and we celebrated 50 years of marriage. Uh, but he did pass away last July. He had 
uh, had a long-term cancer. So um, during that time, and after Pastor had left Hales Corners Lutheran, I left my job there, and I actually left the church. I didn't leave God, but I, I didn't. I knew something was missing, but I wasn't going to church. That wasn't the right thing. I started reading daily devotions. I didn't know what they meant, so then I took it a step further, got some um, dummies, Bible for dummy books, which were wonderful. And so I was gaining a, a, a more and more a closeness to God that way, um, but still not going to church. And I'd go to some churches, and Catholic, Lutheran, whatever, and hear some of these sermons, and I realized how much I did miss it. So then when um, I stalked him and found him and pursued him, um, it was the beginning of the end for my husband and I for his life. And my daughter had been going through some severe drug issues in her life for several years. Many of those years I didn't know about. So I think God really helped me by giving it to me in increments instead of the one big bombshell at one time. One big bombshell in a life is really enough. So um, she, so his strength, God's strength, enabled me to come through my husband's death, my daughter's drug issues. There's been jail time involved in that, several jails, and um, without, you know, losing it. So I, the strength that I have gained, the breakthrough I've made, it really began with one seed because that was coming full circle now to finding a church, finding a pastor, finding a family. And I don't think without it, I, I would be sitting here today. Thank you. And again, God is, is doing a great work. It's not always easy. Um, now we're going to hear Danny's story. And as you hear both of these, you might be able to connect to it. Maybe you know other people that have. But uh, again, I just love the honesty um, of what God is doing. So Danny, tell us, tell us your journey, your story. Um, so I was, went to Lutheran school my whole life practically and always believed in God, but just didn't really practice God, I should so to speak. So anyways, I, as mom was saying, I had struggled with um, years of opiate addiction and um, in the last few couple years of my life that led to multiple arrests and um, potential prison time. So my last arrest that I had, um, I, I knew at that time that I was uh, going to be revoked from my probation officer at that time, thinking I was going to jail for six months and then also facing um, potential prison for a charge in another in another county. So we had some pa female pastors from a, from a church up north of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and came to us, female inmates, and we all just shared stories and whatnot, and at the end of the day, they, they just prayed over each of us. And after explaining my situation, these ladies prayed over me, and I felt like the weight had lifted off. I had been, been so bitter and angry and angry at myself for getting myself into these predicaments. I went back to my cell that, after, that afternoon just feeling like everything's going to be fine. I, there's people that have a lot worse situations than I've got. And for whatever reason, God has me in this place at this moment, wherever it's going to be, wherever I'm going to go, prison or not, it's all a journey. And just in I just started to embrace that and stopped having fear. Just let go, put it in God's hands, and just go with it. And it's been an amazing year just internally being able to just 
feel that, enjoy it, and appreciate the little things like never before. Thanks to God, honestly. Wow. Let's show God, you know, thanks for all that he's done in their life. And this, you know, last service, this, this phrase came to mind. There is not a place or a circumstance that God cannot break through to change a life. So let me say that again because it is absolutely true. There is not a place or a circumstance that God cannot break through to change one's life. So if you're sitting here today and you're going, I don't know if God can ever reach me. I mean, my life is fill in the blank. He can and he desires. Just like in the baptisms, God broke through in those three lives. Here, God broke through. Um, he is doing it. It's, that's his job. That's his ministry. That's his passion is you and me and people in this world. That's why what I'm going to do now, I'm going to throw it to the other side of the stage where Randy is. And um, he's got a group of people. We've been talking and praying about what can we do as a church to further the mission of the gospel in Columbus and even beyond. So, Randy, send it over to you. Good, thank you. Appreciate that. We have been praying about that, and, and God has done some remarkable things, raised up this robust group up here. Aren't they lovely? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so... Um, these are the folks who have said, yes, I will champion these new ministries, and they're going to step into them, and they're going to say a little bit about each one and what it is and just some ways that you can connect with that. So the first one up is Divorce Care, and Kirk, you've got some words for us, yeah? So, yeah, as they talked, uh, we're going to be offering uh, Divorce Care. Uh, unfortunately, there's far too many people out there that have uh, suffered through divorce, been part of divorce, most of us probably know somebody if you haven't been divorced. So we're going to offer a divorce care. It's a video-based uh, program. It's going to be on March, starting March 3rd for 13 weeks. It'll be here at 1C, uh, 6.30. Uh, let's see, what else was I supposed to say? <laughs> uh, anything else? You, uh, myself and my wife and Rob and Tiffany are going to be mm -hmm. uh, helping lead us through all of this. Uh, there's a workbook that goes along with it. Uh, more details can be found on the church website. I think uh, Gina will be speaking a little bit about some of the other things for hers as well that overlap. Yeah, thank you for that, Kirk. I wanna, yeah, I did want to remind you that sitting in the back is Rob and Tiffany, and they're going to team with Deb and Kirk in doing divorce care, for which we are immensely grateful. Um, always, the default is if you, if you want more information, you can always call the church office or bump into one of these guys when you see them out and about here on the campus. So next up, my lovely bride, Jaina, is going to give us a little bit about Grief Share. Yes, Grief Share is uh, a support group that is biblically based and Christ-centered for those who have experienced the death of a loved one, a family member, a friend, uh, it consists very similar to uh, divorce care. It's a video, it's a small group discussion, and also a personal workbook. Um, it also starts on Wednesday, March 3rd, 6.30 till 8. It's a 13-week um, support group. You can join any time. Each session is self-contained. 
Um, the cost is $15. Sign up on the uh, 1C Church website or give a call to the church office. Carrie Robbins will be my co-facilitator. So uh, between she and I, we will uh, facilitate this group and we hope that many people will come and join us if you're in need. Uh, give a call and we can talk about um, what your needs are and then come and join us. Thank you, Jane. And yeah, the website, when you get to the website, go to the resources button across the top and that will drop down and you'll see classes and events. Click on that. You'll get, you know, grief share, divorce care, and that will kind of lead you into the registration process. Good. Next up is our very own Greg, who's got a word on something happening in July. Yes, uh, this summer there's a great opportunity for students currently 8th grade through 12th grade, and it is a summer mission trip called Urban Adventure Serve, and it's an opportunity to grow in our faith, opportunity for some adventure, like some high ropes courses, kayaking down a river through the city, uh, different things like that. Also serving with um, a homeless mission, uh, kids outreach program, uh, and then, but it's a trip that the, the trip doesn't end at the end of the week through devotions, through discussions. It helps students discover how God has created them uniquely, the passions that they have so that they feel better equipped to continue serving God and living on mission once the, the trip is over and we return, and they return back to their neighborhoods, their schools. Um, it's, it's really a great opportunity. We have a meeting following worship service uh, directly behind you in the classroom. If you'd like more information, uh, if you're live streaming and won't be here in person to come to the informational meeting, you can always call the church office, talk to me. I'd love to share more information. It's been great to see students have breakthrough and step into leadership um, as after they've participated in a Leader Treks camp. But also we've had college students also um, serve and spend summer internships. A couple years ago, Ryan Luter spent a summer with Leader Treks in Memphis, Tennessee. And this coming summer, summer Blake Edzards, who graduated this last year, will be spending the summer interning with Leader Treks as well. So see me for more information. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now we're going to hear from Brittany. You've got some good information about happenings this summer, don't you? Yes. Uh, 1C is going to relaunch our summer camp. Uh, we tried to last year, but with COVID, it got canceled. Uh, our camp is called BLAST, Building Lives Around Sound Truth. And we kind of just took VBS and summer camp and mixed them together. And it's going to be a really fun experience for uh, not just the campers, but uh, we are asking middle schoolers to volunteer, um, high school students, college students. They can apply to be camp leaders as well. So it's just a really well-rounded program for all of the youth in Columbus. Um, so camp is for kindergarten through sixth grade. And it's going to go Monday through Friday from 9 to 3 with free before care, free after care. And we're even partnering up with the USDA's summer food service program. So we'll get free lunches as well. Um, it's going to go uh, six weeks, June 1st through July 9th. And it's $125 a week. Um, if you need any assistance with that, we do offer scholarships for that. You can find more information for this on, on 1cchurch.com under the next steps uh, area. Uh, or you can go over to next steps after church today. I'll be over there and you can ask me any questions. There's registrations over there. 
we are going to do an open house on March 21st. You can come and tour the facility, see what camp's going to be like. Mm. We'll have the bounce houses set up. We'll have a fun craft in the preschool kindergarten room. Um, so if you are curious about that, come and check it out. Um, Can you add something? Yes. <laughs> With uh, divorce care and grief care, uh, the utmost uh, confidentiality will be honored. Uh, we will not share any of the information that you share with us to anybody else. Thank you for that. And I, I think you have, some, do you have something? Is that what you're hovering? I, I do, real, real quick. Uh, there is a ministry that I've done in the past that as I've been looking at Columbus and the surrounding community, I thought would also be a blessing. And it's called Celebrate Recovery. And it is a Christian approach, helping people who maybe have hurts, habits, or hangups, okay, maybe it's an addiction, and to be able to come and find support and encouragement in God's word with others. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna be start, starting that actually in September. Uh, I have a couple people that have stepped forward and said, I wanna help with that. Uh, but if you're sitting here thinking, you know, I'd really like to be a part of this as well, please contact me. I'd love for you to um, you know, be blessed by this ministry. Anything else? I, th no, I think that's all. Okay. That is all. Thank you all very much. Yep, that's it for them. Now, I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to make a confession. I had too small of a view for God. You're thinking, well, what do you mean? And you're maybe thinking, he's the pastor and he's got a small view of God. Yes. So as I was uh, thinking, praying, planning for this, quote, celebration event, and thinking about these new missions and ministries we're going to start, um, you know, I thought that was good. But then, two weeks ago, um, I had a meeting with somebody, and uh, we sat down, and this person said, I would like to challenge the congregation to go beyond our walls even more than we are. And then proceeded to say, I would like to offer a $100,000 challenge grant. And so for every dollar that's going to be brought forward to beyond our walls, this person wants to match it, this family, up into $100,000. So, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know how many missions and ministries can be blessed by you know, this raising of funds. And so I want you to have this picture. During the month of Lent, we are going to prayerfully go before God and say, okay, God, what do you want us to do as a church? I want you to take that same journey. What is it that you want me to do in mission and ministry to spread the good news of Jesus? And so we're going to call upon you to do a couple things. Number one, pray. That's something we can all do right? Pray, Lord, where, how, what? How can I step into this, lean into this? Um, volunteer, be ready as we start talking about new missions and ministries and ways in which people's lives can be blessed. Be thinking, how can you use the talents you have? And then thirdly will be for you to prayerfully say, okay, Lord, there is this challenge grant. I'd love to see it, you know, just meet the needs of a lot of people. What is it that you're calling me to do with that. So you're going to receive on the way out, 
a brochure that's going to briefly describe some of this uh, challenge for you. And what we're going to do is we're going to be praying throughout the month of Lent, uh, throughout the season of Lent, and it's a beautiful time where we sit back and we remember the cross and the love of Christ that's been given to you so that we can love others with his love. So please uh, be thinking, praying about that, listen to his, his word, his prompting, and then it's always good to listen to what God says and then do it. So I'd like to invite you now to please stand. I'm going to share with you the blessing. And again, this blessing comes from God. We find it in the scriptures. And it's given to you and me as we go on in journey. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace now and forever. Amen. Woke up this morning, saw a world full of trouble now, and thought, how do we ever get so far down? How are we ever going to turn around? So I turned my eyes to heaven. Thought, God, why don't you do something? Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty, children sold into slavery. The thought disgusted me, so I shook my fist at heaven and said, God, why don't you do something? He said, I do. I created you. Not us, then who? If not me and you, right now, it's time for us to do something, yeah, yeah. And if not now, then when will we see an end? All this pain, it's not enough to do nothing it's time for us to do something but I'm so tired of talking about how we are God's hands and feet but it's easier to say than to be live like angels of apathy and tell ourselves it's alright somebody else will do something I'm gonna do something Well, if not us, then who? If not me and you Right now Well, it's time for us to do something Yeah And if not now, then to do nothing it's time for us to do
serve the Lord.